Clare means business. A Clare FM exclusive podcast with Josh Prenderville. Hello there and you're very welcome to this week's edition of Clare Means Business. I hope you're keeping well and if you want the good news, January's now in the rearview mirror. It's February and we can look forward to the evenings continuing to get a little bit brighter. Later in the podcast, we're going to talk exports ahead of a really important event coming to Shannon Airport next week. What are the opportunities and challenges to businesses in this county, big and small and across all sectors, who are looking to sell internationally? Firstly, though, you'll all be very familiar with the Inn at Dromoland and Dromoland Castle and their offering out there. This week, the Inn has been officially certified as a great place to work under an official survey partaken in by their own employees. General Manager Nico Hernandez and HR Manager Amy McDonald-Dowling have both taken time out of their busy schedules to join us on the line. Thanks for your time to you both. Amy, I'll start with you then. And an accolade like this, particularly in the current climate, is great news. It's an excellent achievement and we're so happy to have received it on, on our first go as well. So this is a three-year programme and this was the first survey that we've run. Um, and our team would have given us the feedback here. So there, a lot of work has been done in the background in, in, in the couple of years leading up to this after COVID. Um, but definitely as an industry, we have struggled um, with recruitment. So to, to get this award and, and come out the other side of after COVID, um, it's definitely a positive. And to have something voted on by the staff themselves must be even the more sweeter in that regard. It absolutely is. But it, it's also a, a, a starting point for us as well, because we said this is our first survey. We were delighted to get recognition straight away. But it's also given us um, feedback in in regards to where we can make improvements in the hotel as well. So it's an, it's an ongoing journey for us so that we can continue to make um, improvements for our team, continue to keep this and retain it as a great place to work. Um, but also just to uh, to keep the positive the positive vibes I suppose running around the hotel here as well. It's it's, it's lovely for them all to get the recognition here too, especially our management team who have worked hard. Absolutely, Nico. What what are some of those improvements that Amy was speaking about there, and and challenges that the industry has to face now from a a recruitment and retention point of view? Uh, well, Josh, to kind of reflect on the last couple of years, COVID obviously has had a major impact on both recruitment and retention. And during that period, uh, as a company, Jamoland Inc., uh, reflected on what we were doing both to entice and retain staff. So we designed a program of well-being uh, with the intent to actually future-proof our aspect uh, here at both the Inner Tremoland and Tremoland Castle. So we've, we designed a, a suite of uh, treats and packages for our team here, you know, reflecting on their longevity. Uh, after a period of time, you get an extra day's holiday. Um, all the activities, extra, extra activities that we do on the estate as well, that others may not be able to be in the fortunate position to provide. But just to show the, the perks that we have here uh, in the hotel, uh, that works well for them. Because it really shows, and you like, kind of touched on it there, that it's while salary and money is important um, in any industry these days, and we are in the midst of, of a cost of living crisis, uh, which obviously the hospitality industry is getting from both sides. But it's not necessarily just that aspect. There are so many different aspects in what employees look for to, to stay in and to work somewhere now. 
Oh, absolutely. It certainly is kind of a work-life balance that everyone is really focusing on. And kind of, you know, it's, it is not just a remuneration, but it is also from a mental perspective and people enjoying their work environment. And, you know, no one likes to be taken advantage of. So what we've included, like, you know, packages where our leisure center access is there. Uh, we do Christmas gift cards, appreciation days, we have inclusions of the pension scheme and obviously with the sick pay coming in, we actually introduced that before uh, legislation. Uh, development and training, which is a very important aspect for us as well, you know, to self-empower team leaders here, and not just them, and also members of their team, so that they, they're comfortable in doing their job. Uh, we do staff social and charity events, uh, we have our Feel Good Fridays where we have specially prepared meals uh, with that extra health kick uh, involved in there. You know, so there's, there's a, a, as I say, a suite of uh, offerings that we have for our team here just to make sure that they're looked after here in the hotel. Amy, I'd imagine uh, the Women's Irish Open uh, over the summer uh, really improved morale. And I, I might ask Nico a bit about preparations uh, coming into this year's event uh, in a second. But an event like that went down so well, very, very high profile. High profile and, and uh, it was definitely busy here on site um, but our team um, stood up to the mark. They they got um, they kept the place running um, and they they kept a, a positive spin um, around the place as well. It's like they, they're very good, our management team, at keeping their teams um, and, uh, positive. Uh, Nico, uh, I suppose it's a bit like radio in one way in the sense that when one pro- program's over you're focusing on the next one um, much the same I would guess with the Women's Irish Open in Drumoland that it's not a case of resting on your laurels from uh, 2022's event and the 2023 is, is rapidly coming around the corner. Um, that's right Josh and like we were delighted to be able to host the events here on the Drumoland estate um, and it was a privilege to be honest to be involved in the whole event. The planning as you can imagine was monumental because we haven't had it in Ireland for the last few years so you know the logistics of everything from car parking food and beverage offerings um, the flow of the people uh, attending the event was something that we hadn't experienced on such a scale before so and as you say once one event is over you're straight into planning the next event and what we had learned from the previous one last year we're taking with us into next year so it it should be bigger and better fingers crossed can i ask about another aspect of uh, a really important aspect of of your industry in particular and i i know because i've been fortunate enough to attend a couple of weddings on site but in terms of the cost of living crisis is that having an impact in terms of how people are celebrating at drumoland are you seeing things like maybe smaller numbers but enhanced packages and, and those kind of trends uh, yes, Josh, that's exactly it. Um, unfortunately, the inflation isn't not affecting us here. Uh, it's from down to the price of milk and butter, as the chef keeps reminding me, has a major impact. And as everyone knows, electricity, I, I won't even share our electric bill for December, um, but these are all costs that are uh, making life more difficult for everyone. But what has been reflective is from the average guest's spending power, they are reducing their numbers, but they are still enjoying you know a good quality and um, they may not be going for start to main course and dessert but they may curtail it down to a main course and dessert scenario but um, yes we are seeing an impact uh, numbers wouldn't be as strong as they would have previously but this time of year would always be a quiet time but uh, as the summer approaches hopefully that will rectify itself as well
And Damie, we're, we're hearing an awful lot about, uh, as I mentioned earlier, recruitment and, and trying to attract young people into the industry and trying to make sure that they're aware that hospitality is an attractive industry to work in. How far down the road are we in that regard? I know there's an ongoing battle, I guess, um, to encourage people and entice people into apprenticeships in all different industries. But do we still have a bit of work to do, I, I guess, to, to make sure that, first of all, young people leaving school realise that the... Uh, I, I guess the the academic route and, and the level eight in college isn't necessarily the only route that they can go down. There's apprenticeships and all those kind of things available. Yeah, absolutely. As an industry, we definitely have a lot of work to do in this area. Um, you will even see that the college applications, people going into hospitality management um, is much lower. Um, it, it has dropped off. They might have half of the numbers going into these courses now that would have been full years ago. Um, so it, it, it really is um, working with Baltic Ireland, working with the colleges and um, getting back into the schools and in front of the, the young people and, and um, I suppose giving them an insight what it is to work here. Um, we would have a lot of students coming on work experience as well. We would find we get a lot of people in through those channels. Um, and often it's not until they're actually in the role, working in the role that you would actually find this like, oh, this might be something that I would be interested in doing. It might be a career and they can see the career possibilities from there. Um, but as an industry, there, there is a lot of work to be done in this area and building it back up again um, to what it was, to, to the respect that um, it would have had uh, for college placements um, in the past. Absolutely. And just finally, Nico, we spoke a, a bit about the, the Women's Irish Open there gets underway at the end of August. But between now and then, are you guys expecting a, a busy summer? What What's the short to medium term looking like at Drumolland? Well, the short to medium term is actually looking quite positive at the moment, uh, even though we are facing a lot of challenges. Um, but the the guest bookings are pretty strong. Um, hopefully nothing will affect those going forward. But unfortunately, things change on a daily basis. Uh, but currently, short to medium term, it, it is looking quite good. I think uh, staycations, as we referred to during or slightly after the pandemic, um, will be very strong this year again um, because of the cost of going abroad. Um, but for ourselves, is to be able to provide a quality uh, experience here at the Inn and Jamoland, um, ensuring that all guests do enjoy their stay. Really interesting stuff and best of luck with everything in, in 2023. We'll be keeping an eye on things, no doubt, particularly, as I say, in August when the, the Women's Irish Open does roll around once again. Um, thanks very much for your time and, and well done again on that award as well, being designated a great place to work at the Inn at Tremoland. Um, Nico Hernandez, General Manager, and Amy McDonald, Dowling HR Manager, thanks very much for speaking with us on Clare Means Business. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Best of luck to Nico, to Amy and all the staff of both the Inn at Dromoland and Dromoland Castle for what I'm sure will be a very exciting 2023. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the Irish Exporters Associations to hold a seminar in Shannon Airport next week. It'll focus on supporting businesses in the Shannon region and throughout Clare in understanding and developing their exports, an opportunity to discuss the need for greater sustainability in exports and what the future holds for Irish exporting. Simon McKeever is CEO of the Irish Exporters Association and he's with me. Thanks for your time, Simon. A focus on the future then at this event on Wednesday. What will you be telling businesses from this county who gather there? What does that future hold? Thanks, Justin. And thanks for having me on your programme. Uh, so we're hosting an event next week in Shannon Airport. And as you rightly say, it is on the... Well, there's a bit about the current piece on, on, on exporting and then there's the future piece on exporting. We will have a load of companies 
from the region. So we have the likes of uh, the head of sustainability from the Shannon Airport Group. Um, we have Aerogen. We have the hydrogen lighthouse manager from the ESB with the Future Mobility Campus um, in Ireland. And we have one of our trainers, uh, particularly on the sustainability side, uh, coming down to talk. So we, you know, we will be um, looking forward to having a number of companies in the room that are beginning to uh, start their export journey. We're also looking forward to having uh, quite a lot of established exporters in the room. Um, so, you know, what do you need to do when you're exporting for the first time is one of the things. But the other piece, uh, which we're beginning to watch much more closely now, is all around what are the issues around sustainability that are going to affect uh, companies, particularly in the exporting world. And, and you can get a sense from the types of speakers that we have uh, on the day that, you know, we, we have got quite a focus on, um, on sustainability. One of, the, one of the big things coming down the road is the, the CSRD, um, and that's the Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, which, will, which is coming out of Brussels, um, will be enforced in 2024. Um, and, you know, be under no illusion that even though it is, it is to affect larger companies um, in the beginning from 2024, any organisation that is in the procurement chain or in the value chain of a larger organization will be affected by it because these, these larger organizations will have to report uh, in, in their annual reports um, the effect that their economic activities is having on both society and people, so on sustainability. Um, so that's large organizations. Our banks are yeah. large organizations. Um, and you know, most of their uh, lending book is to SMEs. So I suppose we want to try and help companies get ready for this. We want to try and help our companies get start to get their head around sustainability and how that's going to affect. And of course, we'll also be talking, you know, about the kind of current issues that are there in exporting at the moment. Absolutely, and and there's a few headwinds, I guess, uh, that might be uh, the, the the best word and, and challenges uh, around that, not just in, in exporting, but I think in terms of trading and, and, and business in general across the world and, and globally. From the SME side of things, are you still seeing that confidence there in terms of, of exporting? Because I, I guess we you spoke about big business there and there's going to be a nature of, of needs most in terms of exporting. But with some of those challenges on the horizon, and you've touched on some of them, are you still seeing that appetite from SMEs to uh, branch out their wings? Oh, yeah, com com completely. So I, I think um, when, I, when we were going into Christmas, I was... I was less upbeat than I am now about the prospects for 2023 and 2024 from both the competitiveness point of view and also exporting. But you've got to remember, we're a very small island, so if, if you really want to rapidly grow your business, uh, you need to get off the island, and that really means um, exporting. So there is a huge drive uh, and a huge appetite within smaller companies to to do that, to get off the island. So, so what kind of... You, you mentioned headwinds. What are, what are we seeing at the moment? Well, certainly, you know, Inflation, even though it's abating a little bit, and interest rates are are you know the cost of doing business, it, it is still there. It's one of the things that are that are that is affecting people at a kind of more local competitive mm. uh, basis. Um, you know, the ECB will probably raise interest rates today uh, around half percent, and what what impact will that have on it? Uh, energy still remains an issue in terms of the cost of it. I was looking at my own gas bill yesterday, and it fell off the kitchen stool when I saw the prices. So you know. Companies are dealing with that as well. So you've got you've localized um, kind of competitive issues that people are dealing with, and then in a in a in a more um, exporting world type of piece, you still have issues within supply chains. 
Um, so, you know, the, the inflation squeeze that we have at the moment started with a post, or actually during COVID shutdown within, uh, within China, which drove freight rates and drove energy rates. So there is, a, there is a still a supply chain. So that's important when companies are trying to um, get items onto the island to finish their products off. What we're being told by companies now is it's moving from a kind of a bit of everything missing, but it was manageable to the some key critical components, particularly in the electronics sector, that that are that will potentially, I think, um, stop people from hiring. That's one thing. The UK is a big issue, I think, for a lot of companies. And if we're talking about uh, SMEs in particular, Josh. Yeah, well, you the, mentioned the UK. It's interesting because it's three years this week, of course, uh, it is. since Brexit took a hold, uh, our, our, our good friend Brexit. Now, I suppose it's interesting because I speak to a lot of SMEs over the course of this programme and some have said, well, look, we thought the sky was going to fall in and it hasn't. And then others are explaining that that maybe the red tape in the background that hasn't made made its way into the more public domain, but that they're having to deal with every day is a nightmare. What what are you saying? Well, the red red tape and the kind of documentation piece was really more affecting imports, goods coming from the UK into the European Union, into Ireland, and less affected our our exports. Our exports still have remained fairly strong into the UK. Um, The issue that I see in the UK is that um, the UK is is in economic decline. So the, um, the there was a report out yesterday which is showing that the world will probably go, grow 2.9% this year, but the UK will probably contract. So yeah. the UK is going to go into a recession. So because the UK is still in a very important market for Ireland, particularly for SMEs, particularly in the food and drink sector, um, it, it remains... You know, so important for us, and, and those SMEs, UKs, the kind of places they go first. So, if the economy is that changing, though, like I know it depends, and you mentioned the sectors there, it, it could change. But like in terms of your general advice, you may be saying to SMEs and and those maybe who gather in Shannon now next week that maybe the UK isn't necessarily the first port to call. Maybe companies looking further afield to mainland Europe first. Well, it's an interesting question because if you look at the stats, our second biggest export market now is Germany, um, and you know, which is which is kind of astonishing. Going when you go back over the last few years, it's not actually when you go back 30, 40, 50 years. There's always been this quite strong economic uh, relationship between the two countries. I, I think from an SME point of view, because the UK has got similar tastes and it's uh, relatively easy to do business in there, so the UK remains. Um, a very important market, particularly for SMEs, because we're in a shared media landscape. We have, you know, history going back um, 800,000 years. You know, so there is there is a way of doing business that we understand over there, which we're getting to grips with in the likes of Germany and France, which are our next most um, closest markets. Um, but Germany has grown considerably in the last um, in the last 24 months. Um, Irish companies when they that make things like doing business with Germany, particularly from an inbound supply chain, because the product is, it tends to be very good, mm. very highly engineered. So, yes, UK will remain important, but absolutely, you're, you're dead right in terms of that we need to cast our net further afield. Um, it's a little bit more expensive to do that because flights are longer. You need to have your, you know, you need to do a bit more work in terms of is your product going to fit that market that tends to be slightly different yeah. kind of taste. You know, a package, a 
package of 100 items in it that, that might be sold into the Irish and the British market. Uh, maybe that's sold in 50s or 250s in another market. So there's a whole kind of piece um, that, that, that needs to be done, which, which inevitably leads to greater innovation in terms of both product and marketing. So, so overall, my concern about the UK is that uh, it is important for smaller businesses um, and, and for, and for Irish, larger Irish businesses. But if, if that economy goes into kind of medium to, medium to longer term decline, what happens to demand coming out of that economy over time? What happens to demand for Irish goods? Um, and in the meantime, you're, you're, you know, you can see that um, Irish companies are going to other different markets, definitely. Um, like for instance, Northern Ireland is our, um, is our eighth biggest market uh, for exports at the moment. Um, and China is our, our sixth biggest market. So we are diversifying and it's the right thing to do. Really interesting stuff and, and lots more information on that uh, available um, at Shannon Airport on Wednesday of next week. Uh, you can, and Josh, uh, if I could, Josh, if I could just say, if people would like to come along, it, it is an open, yes. it is an open session. They could, they could contact Neil Matthews, and that's N I A L L Matthews at IrishExporters.ie, and it is on Wednesday the eighth, uh, between eight thirty and eleven thirty a.m. in the morning. We'd love to see as many local businesses as possible. Fingers crossed uh, they will go and I'm sure there'll be lots of information and assistance waiting for them uh, if they do. Um, Thanks very much for your time. Really interesting stuff. And uh, I'm I'm sure we might be speaking again at some stage because some of those issues we spoke about there aren't going away anytime soon. Simon McKeever, CEO of the Irish Exporters Association. Thanks for speaking with us on Clare Means Business. Thanks, George. Really interesting stuff. And as I say, do pop down to Shannon Airport on Wednesday morning if you're looking for more information on all things exports. Unfortunately, though, that's where time's beaten us for this week's edition of Clare Means Business. Many thanks for lending your ears to us for the last 20 minutes or so, which really seems to have flown by once again this week. We'll be back in the same place next Friday with all things business. But for now, stay safe and enjoy your February bank holiday weekend. You've been listening to an exclusive Claire FM podcast presented by Josh Prenderville. Log on each week to hear Claire Means Business.